When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply care who you know the the two teams have been up to this point it's been my experience always that uh there's a nervous energy that accompanies games like this even when you feel good about you know a year ago tom and i both predicted that florida state would blow miami out i um I, i i went in on miami early uh last year and said i thought we would hammer them that it wouldn't be a competitive football game in the slightest and it wasn't and we were right and 45-3 to three, uh, was uh, not only great affirmation, but great joy for us to sit and watch. I don't feel that way this, this weekend. I don't feel the same vibes. I think Florida State wins the game. I'm comfortable with Florida State being favored by 14. I like Florida State to wear Miami down. But this does not have the same feel as last year's game going into it, Tom. Even down there, I felt like Miami was not in a place where they could be competitive with Florida State. That Florida State was gelling and, 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 and the team was coming together at just the right time and Miami didn't have anything that they could fall back on and feel good about. Uh, this year, the circumstances have changed. Florida State is uh, better than they were a year ago and really good and feeling pretty good about themselves. But Miami's better than they were a year ago. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, there are more complications. You know, Some of it is Florida State's health. Some of it is trying to project what the hell Miami's going to be on offense with the quarterback position in the air. You know, on the ground, they're formidable. There's no doubt. They are formidable on the ground. But, you know, if you can't pass the ball or if Van Dyke's going to give us the ball two or three times, then it doesn't matter that they're competitive on the ground because we're going to be so far ahead that that part of the game is not going to be material to the outcome, to the way the game is played to the way hopefully we enjoy it in the second half. You know, at what point could you be in a rocking chair? Buddy. Last year we felt first half, for sure, we can be in a rocking chair. This year, I would be a little surprised if at halftime we're laughing. I'd be surprised if it was that early. Yeah, I don't think it'll be that early that you're in a rocking chair. I I, I think that maybe 10 minutes to go in the game, something transpires where you go, okay, there it is. There it is. That's the one. That's the dagger. That's the That's going to be too difficult to overcome for them at this point, and – you know, one of the things that happens to playing this game at home is that atmosphere will be phenomenal tomorrow, and and we know that. Yep. Uh, it will just be. I, I'm really excited for for our friends from Ireland who I, I spoke to just before uh, we came on the air today. I did an interview that uh, you produced, uh, Brendan Meehan, who's uh, you know represents is the the, the Aer Lingus uh, group that is obviously the sponsor for 2024 this year's game 2023 with Navy and Notre Dame uh, for the College Football Classic. And uh, I talked with Brendan when we were over in Ireland, when we were in Dublin, and I had a great conversation with him. It was nice. You guys can hear that tomorrow on the pregame show. Uh, but they're in town. That contingent is in town, and they are excited to take in this rivalry. And I'm excited for him to take in the rivalry because in the States, obviously, this game and these these games in general, college football is a passion for uh, people in this country, just as the NFL is. And it's it's interesting to talk to people from Ireland because they'll get a game – or there'll be a, a soccer match or a rugby match or something along those lines that they're passionate about. But it's a small country. It's a small island. There's not 50 stadiums across the uh, uh, you know island of Ireland in, that are going to have 90,000 strong in them. 
that's what happens in college football every weekend. And then there are games like this that are singularly different than anything that goes on over there. So he'll get to experience this rivalry tomorrow, and it's loud. It is the energy surrounding this particular game. Not unlike Florida, you know, just just it's 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 just different. You feel it when you wake up. Yeah, I feel oddly enough, you know, the players have talked about this for decades that there's more respect for amongst Miami, the players. Amongst the players. I feel like the Florida game kickoff and the atmosphere before the pomp circumstance is more respectful. When you get into the stadium, the two bands are on the field together. They play the anthem together. There's a little bit more of a crisp coolness in the air. Miami, it moves around on the schedule. So sometimes it's going to be 110 heat index, and sometimes it'll be in November. Yeah. But it does. there's a consistency with the Florida game, which I feel like is more cordial to begin. This is just rowdy as hell. This is rowdy as hell in the stands, uh, around the tailgate lots. I'm sure Hotel Indigo will be a blast tomorrow as we start at 1230. But I just, you know for a fact that that atmosphere tomorrow is going to be an all-timer. We got a chance to go 10-0. and This is what Michael Langston, our Michael Langston, is calling the biggest recruiting class he's ever, or, or weekend he's ever covered, Jimbo included, because you're looking at upwards of a dozen five-stars on campus this weekend, 115 players. So all of that energy is going to be there in every facet, from the fans, the players, uh, the coaching staff getting on the field, um, embracing the moment. Mike Norvell knows how big this weekend is. You're going to feel that energy tomorrow. When you wake up and you get to the tailgate lots, hell, when we get to corner pocket today, I can't wait to feel that juice. Yeah. The Friday afternoon happy hour juice for a situation like this, a rivalry weekend, especially when we're top five in the country, buddy, it's not going to disappoint tomorrow. It's going to be fantastic. It will be fantastic, and we just got to recruit. Uh, for those of you that didn't see it, four-star cornerback Jamari Howard commits to Florida State. I like the quote, there is so much love there right now, quote-unquote, from Jamari. <laughs> He's right. It is, uh, it's a good time to be a Knoll. It's always a good time to be a Knoll, but it's especially true when you're winning and you have a healthy culture and you've got buy-in and belief and then affirmation with wins on the field and fans wanting to be a part of it again, coming to town, uh, these sellouts time and again, that energy, again, not, not any greater than what you're going to have out there tomorrow afternoon at 3.30. That's going to be amazing. And I've been a part of this rivalry and, and covering it for a very long time. Um, you know, I started covering uh, on the air, 1998. It's weird for me to say out loud. Here it is, 2023. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and so for 25 years. Silver I've anniversary. Had, yeah, I've had the good opportunity. I've had an in- incredible good fortune to be a part of this. And I've been on the wrong side of it, been on the right side of it, and everything in between where you watch – uh, games that you know are a foregone conclusion, others where upsets happen, others where it's going to come down to the wire and you just don't know. This, I try to, each one of them, get a feel. And, uh, you know, you're not always right. I, I've just had a hard time getting a feel for this one. Um, you know, last year, I, I, again, I thought that this was an, an easy game to predict, a little less so this year. Um, again, I like Florida State in this game. I'm not, I don't have that nervous feeling that I've had before where I've thought, hmm. You know, this could be an upset. This could be we we are primed for an upset or something like that. I don't feel that way, but I don't like because I want to blow them out every time. I love beating their ass. Uh, I hate Miami, as I've said repeatedly, and so I would love in my mind to have this, you know, vetted to where I think, oh, this is a, this is a twenty four point win. 
It's a twenty-eight point win, yeah, but yeah. I, I can't get there right now. It's possible though. That's it's certainly, certainly possible. possible. It's, no, it, it, well, it depends on the health of Van Dyke and, and the health of our wide receivers. You know, yeah. I think if Keon and Johnny had just come off of a uh, hundred yard games apiece on the road at Pitt, you'd feel better about the situation. Sure, here. but not knowing what percentage they're going to be, let's say they both play. Are they 100%? Can they participate the entirety of the game, or are they on a pitch count? You know, all these little things, they matter, considering that you don't have the cavalry at the wide receiver position, at least from the injury report last weekend. You know, you look at the depth chart, and we made a graphic for that this week on on some other stuff on Warchant TV, but of the eight receivers that are listed on the depth chart, two were fully healthy last yeah, week. Two. Yeah, it's crazy to think about it. It's really the only thing kind of holding us back, right, where we're saying, you know, well, if Miami wants to stack the box and we don't have a healthy Keon or Johnny Wilson, yeah, that changes things. You know, it could be annoying into the second half. And look, if Pitt scores on that eighty-plus yard play, it could last have been week, annoying last that week. That could have been annoying well into the fourth quarter. Could have been. Now, if you get them back healthy, everything relaxes and you go, all right, yeah, go ahead, stack the box, leave them in one-on-ones. Good luck to you. Definitely want to know what, not just that they're playing, because I, I think we, we feel really good about Johnny Wilson playing. I can tell you that. But I, I. I I do think it matters greatly the the relative health of those two players. Even if they're both playing, if they're not themselves, then you do have a problem. Um, I have no reason to believe they won't play, though. I again, we'll know tomorrow. I might know tonight. Who knows? Uh, I'm 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 fishing. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, it's Miami week. You, yeah. Yeah. You got to fish. Now I want to know. Now I want to get some insight. Now I want us to be able to do the pregame show and just think about the matchups and not the question marks. You know, okay, this matchup favors us, this one doesn't. How do you avoid this problem? How do you emphasize this element of what you do to take advantage of this weakness for Miami? I want to break the game down that way and not be worried about the question marks surrounding personnel. And uh, because that just that changes everything about the discussion. But in the end, if you think about it as a 60-minute contest, you know, it's going to be very tough for Miami to make it to the end of that race, to the championship rounds. That's the thing. Even if Van Dyke plays, and let's say he's relatively healthy, and even if uh, you know we may be a little bit limited at receiver, let's say one of your two guys is 100%, the other one is limited, but he's complete. Yeah. He's dressing and he's on the field. Man, it's tough to go 60 minutes with us. You know, that's we focus We've a lot on that a lot. Yeah, we focus a lot on on the inconsistencies of the first half for the first few games of the season. Was you can't get off to a clean start? Can we ever get off to a clean start? Like ever? Please. And then post bye week, most of the time we're dominating, but sometimes it takes a little longer than we'd like. Last week we put the game away in the third quarter. Against Duke, it was in the fourth quarter. You're trailing at the beginning of the fourth quarter <laughs> and you put the game away. It's just it's hard to go the distance with us. Think about it this way too, when you know, surrounding all of that angst, really it's two games and they were back to back that you could legitimately think in your heart we might lose this game. They were two very different games, but they were back-to-back. Boston College, you won 31-29, to and when Boston College makes the stop on third down and then you see the face mask, it's the first time you truly exhaled. Because if that had not been a face mask, they got the stop, they're going to get the ball back, and who knows. All right, so that one, damn it, man, came down to the last seconds of the football game. And then obviously the game at Memorial Stadium against Clemson, what a slog. I mean, what a nightmare for us. Everything outside the second quarter was really hard to watch from an offensive standpoint. And you felt like you were on the verge of breaking, that they were on the cusp of making the play, making the kick or whatever that would put us away, and they just never did. And we finally made a play and we went on, went, you know, went in overtime. But all the other games, even the Duke game, 
when you get the stop on fourth down, Tom, I thought, oh, it's over. They're yeah. done. We're going to yeah. go score. They're tired. They're not going to be able to stop us here. Barring a turnover, we're going to go down and score. And then that is good night, Irene. And you know, winning that game 38-20. to 20. Yeah. And, of course, you were never – I know it got awkward and weird. You give up the opening kickoff of the second half to Virginia Tech, and all of a sudden you're kind of like, really? Really? This this team? Come no, on, guys. It, but we got off to a 22 to nothing start in that game. Yeah, the energy for the Virginia Tech one was exactly what you're saying. It's really – like we're gonna win, but you're yeah. gonna make us keep our starters in for the entirety of the game, and you know it's it's that kind of a moment. You never worried against Wake. You no. were never. I mean, I, I guess last week was the first time since Clemson where there's a moment where you're kind of like, eh, yeah, this is getting uncomfortable. You're definitely inconvenienced, and you're borderline saying, "Yo, yeah. hang on now, <laughs> hang on now." I remember I tweeted out um, the uh, Samuel L. Yeah. Hold on to your butts. Yeah, I'm like, hey, what this is? Uh, well, we 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 could we didn't have anything. I mean, yeah. when you when you have injuries, that's different. I mean, you and I texted each other, and I'm like, uh, we can't block them, and we don't have anything going on offense. This is a problem. And we were both in the same place in that moment. Like, there's nothing. They, they haven't found the thing. Right. They, yeah. didn't, they, <laughs> yeah. they hadn't found the thing at that point. You feel like it's to 17. They got seven on the board, and we took away seven in a unlikely fashion. Bizarre so play, like, yeah. Hey, man. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Don't do this, guys. I'm pretty sure we'll get to 17 first, but let's not, let's not dilly-dally. Let's not dilly-dally, because if they get to 14, we're in real trouble. You know what's fun about this game, though, is not just that it's Miami, obviously, and in that everybody will be charged up. But it's a twofer. Because you said it best. If you're 10-0, you're 11-0. And it's so true. It's so weird. It's like winning that first game on opening day in Major League Baseball. Oh, yeah. It's just bizarre. And then you have counts the next day two. off. Yeah. It counts, counts for two. Feels like it does. So this game, if you walk out of that stadium, if you walk out of Doe Campbell Stadium on Saturday and Florida State is victorious over their arch rival Miami and they do so, I don't care if it's by a point or by 40. Why well, do you care? I'd rather be by 40. But however they win, if they win, walk out knowing you're 11-0. You're 11-0. You're not 10-0. You're 11-0. North yep. Alabama ain't beating you. Yep. You're so a roadie to Gainesville you against are, a beleaguered bunch away from going 12-0. and 0. Yeah, you're a November 25th road game against Florida away from an undefeated regular season. Those don't just come around all that often, I, even when you're really good. I mean, you can go back and look at a lot of those Bama teams that didn't go undefeated. I mean, it's it's hard to go undefeated, and you'll be a game away. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. You know what? Let's go ahead. Let's and go do ahead that. and go twelve and zero. Yeah, yeah, I like not? going twelve and zero. Twelve and zero is good. It's good for your resume. It's it's good for your profile. It's good for recruiting. And you talk about the emphasis on recruiting. I mean, we hear all kinds of whispers when you go into a big game, and a lot of the kids that are high profile kids that have been uh, well documented as you know leaning one way or another within the state whether it's Miami or Florida or Florida State, whatever it might be. And these are the four- and five-star kids that you battle your rivals for. This is what really makes or breaks coaches and gives you opportunities to be consistent and remain elite. And that you know that this game, games like this, have an impact on those kids. And the fact that, you know, Napier, and we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but the fact that Napier botched it last week and they lost it home to Arkansas – put something on the table that I didn't think would be on the table because I thought they'd beat Arkansas. And had they, they were probably going to go to a bowl. I mean, they would have. They would have gone to a bowl, right? And so when you're rebuilding, it's the little things you need to be able to say to recruits. Hey, we're not where we want to be. That's why I'm recruiting you. But by the way, we've taken a step forward. We're going bowling this year. Help us go over the top. You know all the things you have to, to lie to them about and say. But also, there's you know sometimes there's signs of real progress like that. But when you go backwards – 
when you go from having made a bowl to not having made a bowl the following year, which is distinctly possible for Florida at this point. And they were 6-7 and seven last year. That's what I'm saying. But 6-6 six and six got them to a bowl where they got thrashed. But that they at least could say, hey, I went to a bowl my first year. We're going again. It's going to be great. No, no, you didn't go this year. Oh, you took a step back, did you? Goodness gracious. You're looking at 11-14 and 14 in your first two years as the head coach. 11-14. and 14. It's a toughie. But, uh, you know, if you have a chance now to say, well, you know, I understand Ford is recruiting you hard and you really are interested, I get it. It's a, it's a, it's a hell of a thing to get an offer from one of the big three in this state. You should be proud of yourself. You're a good player. Uh, I just know that it's rare you see a coach dig out from under a, a losing season the year after having taken the team to a bowl. It seems that they're, uh, they're going to have a hard time. They're going to have a real hard time. Right now we're 12-0. and 0, So, yeah. Young man. You know, they, they yeah. put up 14 against us yesterday, which is more than I wanted them to, yeah. to score. But uh, that that's as many losses as he has in the last two seasons. Also, you know, I mean, we only scored 37, but 37 yeah. to 14, it was a little disappointing. But you watched but the game, I, it could have yeah, been 49. Could, you, you see, and you been. know what, with you, it would have been. It would have been. would have been. Yeah, certainly. Feels like it. Maybe two more touchdowns with you. That's the kind of game breaker you are at wide receiver. But it, see, this is this is where we... Can I interest you in a new truck? <laughs> Or a hooker, Whoa. or both. No, no, no. That's the other. I'm that's the kidding. other program. That's, that's the. the oh. <laughs> that's the other program we're playing tomorrow. It was a joke. It's Libations Friday. It's a loosey goosey edition of the program. Nevin Shapiro, big ups. He's in prison, isn't he? Or is he out? Probably. Uh, was it he and 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 Donna Shalala and Frank Haith and several photos together? It I was feel the like best. It was. Yes, it was. Yeah. Good old Frank Haith. Yeah. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Be fun to talk with him. I'm sure he's bitterly disappointed after last weekend's result. We'll have to ask him about that game and how he feels about this game, amongst others. Jeff Cameron Show, back for more in a minute. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hello there podcasters oh don't worry i won't prattle on for two minutes like i do with some of the other reads zaxby's doesn't demand it of me <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm -hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a Beer Giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just huh? make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. 
Who knows? Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. By the way, Florida State basketball tonight, TLC, Double C. Kennesaw State went 26-9 a year ago, 15-3 in the A-Sun, went to the tournament. They are the defending champs of that conference. They can play. Mm. They can play. So we finally open up the season tonight. We're one of only five teams in Division I who have yet to play. Gonzaga, Hawaii, Wright State. UNC Greensboro, they haven't played, and either have we. Big really? Win. We're late to the party? Very late. We're one of the last five teams to play a game. I didn't notice. Saw the women win last night. Yes, they How did. How about that? Nicely done. Down to the final possession. That was a hell of a game. You got, you got two teams in the 90s of that I game last night. Yeah, did you have the over? It was, uh, I, didn't, I don't bet women's basketball, my God. Come on, you bet NFL uh, preseason. You I, get I can bet. Oh, there are a lot of things to bet that are better than betting women's basketball. But, yeah, there, there you go. That was good. And that uh, was a really, quite frankly, it was a great game. It was a lot of fun. Uh, men tonight, let's see if they can get off to a better start, man. The out-of-conference a year ago was a disaster. We were 1-9 in nine at the start of last season. Um, basically, this team had doomed themselves to an awful year before they ever got into conference play. So that uh, you you, you got to start better. Probably would have preferred somebody <laughs> other than Kenneth on this game. <laughs> All right, now so this we were excited about. It's always fun with my man Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, and today will be no different. Lee, welcome in. Your boys come limping to Tallahassee tomorrow. Should be a lot of fun. But we got to get the latest on the mindset of the Canes, who scored a robust six points last Saturday. How are you, brother? A lot of fun for you. It's not fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was that was that combined with the Dolphin game. So I was so frustrated, and I don't do this very often. I'll just sit there and take it like a man, but. At halftime, when the Dolphins fell behind twenty-one nothing, I had had enough from the night before in the Dolphin game. Literally took the dog and went to the farmers market and didn't come back till the fourth quarter of the Dolphin game. So, well done. Get outside, yeah. get some fresh air, enjoy yourself, be with your yeah. dog. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, it was, it was frustrating. Here's, here's the problem. There, well, there was, there was like three or four things that really bothered me. And I tweeted it out. Tyler Van Dyke should have been pulled at halftime. You watched the Miami game? Oh, he's all he he's seeing ghosts everywhere. Yeah. He yeah. laid down in a clean pocket. I'll never forget this. Um one time I was helping coach my high school. <laughs> the kid, the quarterback comes to the sideline, they're playing a really good team. It wasn't going so well. 
And so the coach asked him, what do you see? He goes, I see like 15 players. <laughs> <laughs> well, you played quarterback. Have you ever been in a position where things have gone wrong consistently enough that all of a sudden you recognize, like, I'm not, I'm not where I need to be mentally here. I mean, I'm not in a good place. Um, I, it, it, not so much me. I mean, sometimes, you know, the, I'll never forget, this one of the state playoff games I was in. We scored a touchdown the first drive. It was so easy, and the, I, I'm seeing my offensive lineman celebrating on the bench, and I'm like, oh, no, this is not going well. We never scored another point. Mm. So we weren't able to turn the switch back on. But I, I've never felt like that. But, um, I, you know, you see it. This kid, Tyler Van Dyke, from the second, late second quarter on, I don't think he tried to pass farther than a slant, which is 10 to 12 yards. He was checking down. I don't know. I don't know if he did. You know, they said he had a back injury on top of his leg injury. I'm not so sure that he didn't have a concussion. Well, when I watch, here's Lee. This is weird. I, I so listen. All jokes aside, I I, I yeah. look at this Miami team, and whenever we're facing anybody, Tom and I do the pregame show together as well, right. and so we go back through and deep dive all of the team's games leading up to our game so that we can try to give an honest assessment of what a guy is capable of or not. Right. So Van Dyke two years ago in the second half of this game was sensational. He played. How about, how about against Texas A&M? Right, right. So there have been moments, Lee, there have been moments where he looked like the real deal. Now, unfortunately for him, he's been stockpiling a lot of moments where he doesn't look like the real deal. And I do think last year's game, they were dumb to play him. He was clearly hurt. Right. And Florida State blew Miami out, and, and that whole thing went south. I think he's hurt right now, but I also I think his psyche is broken. If right. if he if they start him in this game here with these fans, this is this place is ravenous right now, Lee. This is a nine and team on the cusp. They can see the finish line. They can see the college football playoff. They can see a championship. They can see an undefeated regular season. And they hate Miami. And you know what this place can be like. They start that kid in this game. They start this kid in this game, and he starts off slow. This kid avalanche. I agree. So I wouldn't start him. I, I what also bothered me. Go back and look at the tape. Miami, when they're down, I think it was 17-6 at the time, or maybe it was 13 When they had the ball, like I think the two-yard line, they had fourth and one. They showed a formation. And, well, first of all, if you're going to run, let's say, the spread option, and you're going to hike the ball back to a quarterback fourth and one, that quarterback better have a running threat. There was no threat that he was going to run the ball. So what did they do? They line up in the formation. And North Carolina State calls timeout. The play started, and they showed a run right up the middle, the same play that they run 15 times a game. What did they do after the timeout? They ran the same play and got stuffed. So that, to me, was a horrible decision by Shannon Dawson, the offensive coordinator. Here's why I break down this game. Let's start with the game and just, you know. Yeah, Florida State 14. Okay, got it. Tell me what you like. Jordan, Jordan Travis and this FSU offense only turned the ball over five times nine games here. I think the FSU defense, I think you can move on them. I think they can run on them some. Fletcher in the offense, Fletcher, this running back. I like your uh, running backs, yeah. Great. Well, he's the guy. He's the dude. The offensive line, much improved. Offensive front seven is improved except for the North Carolina game. But I think in the end, even if Miami's within 10 points, 14 points, the FSU defense closes the door in the fourth quarter on teams. FSU 
37-17. Is there frustration about uh, – first of all, who do you think starts at quarterback? Do you think they start him? <sighs> they shouldn't, but who, who knows, Mario. Mar- Mario might be the worst in-game coach yeah. that I've seen in college football in the NFL since Rich Kotai. With his oh, my God, team. Rich Kotai. Good Lord, we're going back to the Jets? Yeah. Man. I mean, yeah. well, I will listen. When when Miami hired him, obviously it was about hiring one of their owns who can really recruit, and he can yeah. recruit. He can recruit. But the problem is, it's a race, right? It's a race to yeah. get to having enough good players where you can overcome his in-game coaching. Yeah. And if you don't win that race and you lose enough games, then you lose the players and they walk. And yeah. so it's like an interesting time for him. I mean, they, they, this could be a very weird ending. Uh, if they if they get blown out here, man, he's going to be up against it going into next season. All right. It's, it's what's crazy is not losing any recruits right now. Not yet. Not yet. I know. I know. It's amazing. So <laughs> we'll see. So I, I think I think Florida State in the end wins probably by minimum seventeen. Maybe 21 points. Louisiana minus 10.5 against Southern Miss. We already had that game. Did we not? Did we do that? Let's see. That's that. Did I yeah, miss that? that? Yeah, yeah. Last night, Southern Miss wins the yeah. game. Um, Michigan minus 4.5 against Penn State. And we don't know. I mean, we should get something any minute now about whether or not Harbaugh is going to be on that plane. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, they should have announced it yesterday. Come on. Yeah. I mean, they don't know by then. I, that's typical NCAA. Um, felt that. Penn State going on the road, ranked number three after playing no one to start the season. They were going to be up against it against Ohio State, and it happened. Zero for 15 uh, on the yeah. first 15 third down conversions until, I think, a minute to go in the game. Now Michigan, ranked number two, hasn't played anyone here. Biggest game in James Franklin's coaching career. He's got to play with the lead. they got to be up seven to ten points at half or in the third quarter. He's got to be aggressive. They showed their play calling was atrocious in that game. His in-game decision-making, terrible. Got to come up with a big play here. And their defense, too. You have the number one and number two defense. How, how, do, you, how do you lay four, four and a half on the road? I can't. I'll take Penn State. I think they pull off the upset here. 24-21, and I'm going to make a prediction. I think that all three of the top teams in the Big Ten will all have one loss. Good. Good, because that means you think Michigan will turn around and beat Ohio State. Yep. All right. I, I don't think that's crazy. It's just hard for me to pick James Franklin in a game that matters because he never wins them. No, so never. It's, it's, yeah, it's, he loses this game, might be talking getting rid, rid of him. He just never wins any of these games. I mean, it's Not, like like one time in yeah. his career. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does Georgia kill Ole Miss? You know, I don't think the spread matters so much here. This could be 3 or 13. Hmm. Ole Miss has got to play to win. That's that's Lane Kiffin's whole way that he approaches the game. Once he gets to the third quarter, if they're not winning the game, every time they get the fourth down, he gets beyond his forty yard line. It's not fourth and ten or longer. He'll start going for it. I just don't think that they can run against Ole Miss here. I like Georgia thirty four seventeen. Florida State you already gave us San Francisco and Jacksonville. Big game for Jacksonville. Big game for San Francisco, who's hit some speed bumps here all of a sudden, yeah. and all of a sudden Brock Purdy looks very, very human. They're giving three points to Jacksonville. I was kind of surprised by the number. Who you? Who do you like? Yeah, I was too. Um, San Francisco when they were really good early in the season, they dominated the clock. They would hold the ball thirty four to thirty six minutes. Three losses where they scored 17 points in all three games. Well, 
They held it for 28, 25, and 26 minutes here. Debo Samuel might play, but he could be gone <laughs> in the series. I've never seen a guy built like that that uh, gets hurt more often. Trent Williams, left tackle, might play. He's not 100%. I like Jacksonville. Defense never gets talked about, but uh, most takeaways with 18, and I think this team's coming of age. Jacksonville, 26-20. Fun game for your free play for those that want to get it. It's LSU and Florida. LSU given 13.5. How can folks get it, Lee? Well, this is what we're going to do. The first five callers that want to get this game, I'm going to give it to them for free. LSU and Florida. First five callers, I have a strong opinion, 800-400-9741. Get LSU and Florida on me. And how about this? 15 years where we rate the games from 10 to 50 units. We have never had 240 to 50-unit plays in one weekend. What we are going to do is we're going to roll out two biggies here. We're 62-20 and 20 on these games going back the last 15 years. You want to get... Two 40 to 50 unit plays, one in college, one in the NFL, plus five other games. Normally, you've got to be a monthly or season subscriber. Just $117. One place, ParamountSports.com. The good news, as your friend, I don't have to do any of that, and you can just text me these okay. 40 or 50 unit plays. <laughs> I know you like it easy. <laughs> be good, brother, man. Number, if you have to do two things, I know that's tough for you. <laughs> Have a good weekend and uh, enjoy this ass kicking. Okay. Right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Uh, <laughs> well, he's a good sport about it. I've, I've really, if you're a Miami fan, you were excited about the hiring because Mario can recruit. He can, and he's done a good job of recruiting. And he did a good job this offseason in the portal. But the in-game coaching is very, it's a real thing. It's been bad. It's always been bad. He's bad at it. His players reflect it. There's a there's a tightness that goes on there in, in the way that they play. I'm just glad that Lee embraces how bad Mario is at in-game coaching. That was awesome. He broke he broke out Rich Kotite. A lot of my listeners don't have any idea who Rich, Rich Kotite is. This goes back a long time. Rich Kotite is arguably had the most disastrous run of any head coach in NFL history. Was just... I mean, an abomination to coaching. And he just compared Mario Cristobal to Rich Kotite. Good God almighty. That is, I remember beleaguered-ass Rich Kotite. You could see that faraway look on his face like, oh, I'm in over my head. I just, I like how it didn't break him on Saturday. He was staggered, but he wasn't broken by the six points on the road at NC State. But on Sunday, when he wakes up and he watches the game from Germany, he's like, I'm done. I'm over this. I'm over this. I got to leave. I got to leave. I can't do this. Turn off the TV. I got to go. Rich Kotite is now, by the way, 80-plus uh, years old. I just pulled it up. I was going to tease uh, Matthew because Kotite was also coach with the Eagles for uh, three years before he was born. I remember watching that, too. And I remember him with the Jets. And he screamed doofus. The look on his face with those glasses and the hat that never kind of fit quite right, he just looked ridiculous. Every time you saw him, you'd be like, look at Rich Kotite. Oh, yeah. Look, look at, that. at that doofus. Bless his heart. It's Jeff Cambridge on 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. 
The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Jeff Cameron Show. That was Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Thanks, Lee. Trying to think of the last game that caused me to get up and, you know, go to a farmer's market or the park. When was the last time I was watching a game where I thought, I can't do this? Take it to the farmer's market. (laughs) Two plums for one. Special two plums for one. (laughs) No, but I was trying to think, like, uh, I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Well, the Bucks have done that to me numerous times in our history. Oh, definitely. I mean, there have been plenty of times where I've just been like, okay, I'm done here. Um, I don't, yeah. The, the Mets bullpen, middle bullpen, stars out of the game. Like, all right, good job. This is uh, 15 years ago, a little bit more. Pedro turns in five solid innings, one run. But he, the pitch count's too high. All right, if we can get to the eighth, we'll be okay. But I don't want to see the sixth and seventh, <laughs> so I'm going to go spend some. Otherwise, go just, I'm just going to get mad. I'm just going to get mad. I've graduated my fandom from somewhere that I you know, was for, I don't know, the better part of 40 years, and somehow I don't do it anymore. I used to have to turn the channel. You used to have to turn the channel and cough and while you thought about it. Sorry about that. I'm coughing. But I used to have to turn the channel to another game while our game was on. Yeah. While our game was on. I would turn the channel, and I'd go, okay, that's it. I can't, I can't watch this next series. I can't watch this next possession. Like, the Bucks would frustrate me to no end to that point. Right? But I'm, tur- I'm turning off. I-, I can't watch this. You guys are pissing me off. To a- I'll flip it over to the CBS game. I cannot do this right now. I'm going to watch some of the CBS game. Don't care about these two teams. I'll flip back, and maybe the mojo will have changed. Fiedler drops back to pass. <laughs> Incomplete. I would do that. And the back- Dolphins go three and out. Yeah, I would do it back in the day. Just flip it over. I'd be done. And then I'd flip back, hoping that somehow I changed the mojo. I haven't done that in years. I maybe if the Pirates get back into the Major League Baseball playoffs, I will. I mean, there might be where I'm, I can't do it. It might happen. But I now I I could I find the reserve to just I, I find the strength to stare at this this happening. No, man. I do. It's, it's bullpens. That that's the thing. Is like. Well, okay, so two on, nobody out. Pedro Feliciano coming in, and, and you're like, up. son of a. Nope, 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 nope. nope. I'll bet you when I'm done with a game of Halo, he'll be out of the game one way or the other. Will I don't have to watch this ass ruin my play, day. Play a game, 12 minutes, I'm done. They've either put four more on the board, somebody else is pitching, or we're hitting. And we're hitting, and the score's the same. Like, okay, he got out of it. I can't watch him. I refuse. That's funny. I can. Um, there aren't too many moments in Florida State games anymore. That affect me to the place where I can't do it, where I where I have to like walk around in the other room or something like that. Agreed. Knowles football, no problem. I've seen it all. I've seen it all. I am prepared for anything. Boston College tried me. It tried me, but I stayed steadfast. I was remarkably calm for Jacksonville State when mm. it happened. Well, yeah. I sat there in awe. Well, because you're frustrated, but you don't think you're actually going to lose. You're just embarrassed, and then they, they score in the final play. So you, you don't even have like, – if they were at the 10 and there were three timeouts called and you're just living yeah, with yeah, the fact living that they're with at it all, yeah. the 10-yard line, it feels different than the manner in which they 
close the deal. Yeah, man, I honestly, when that happened, when the ball was in the air and he caught it and I saw that uh, buffoonery where everybody's bumping into each other and not making play, I'm like, would mm. you look at this? And Bryce was standing right there. Like, we just lost. We just lost. Click. Walked right down the hall and went to bed. And I thought of you. I felt bad for you because I knew you had to do the post game. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. that's why do I bring that up? Because look yeah. where we are now. I was going to say, please look, bring us back. It's, no, no, look where we are now. Libations but can drown your sorrows, or how you can quickly, toast. How quickly this can happen, though, if you get the right guy. It's about getting the right guy, obviously, and then watching him go to work. And you know, we still have really lofty expectations. And what I've talked about and described before on this run has been that. Mike is graduating to a different level as a coach. This is true both in terms of our expectations in the fan base, but also the way he's perceived nationally. Mike will now be considered one of the better coaches in college football. This season solidifies that. That's what this season has done for him. If you're just looking at it from his career trajectory, he goes from having done a very good job at Memphis, people noticed, thought he was an up-and-coming young coach, was going to get an opportunity. His name was mentioned for other jobs, including the Arkansas job. Was he just continuing what Fuente did, or was it on his own? Right, we didn't know. know. Yeah. There were question yep. marks, right? And, and so, is that him, or is it not him? Okay, so he gets the job at Florida State, and it's under really tough circumstances, to say the least. Not only are you replacing a guy who just failed, but he replaced a guy who was failing at the end of his time, too. So you've had years stockpiled on each other now, and you're having to undo not one culture, but two cultures worth of, I think, probably locker room disgust. I mean, you just, you've got brokenness everywhere you look. And now you've got you've to not only instill the way we're going to go about doing things, but also you got a message and you got to get kids to buy in and then you got to coach them up and you got to find a way to recruit and you got to win games. You got to do all this. You got to win the fans over all of it. I wonder how he would describe the look in his players' eyes with his introductory meeting with them. You know, hi, I'm Mike Norvell. I'm your new head coach. I wonder what the expressions on their face look like because coaches have to be so attuned to the facial expressions of their players in any sport because you got to know if they're with you if they're not, if they're engaged, if they're seeing, if their head's on a swivel. Sure. Van Dyke, for example. You could look in his eyes last week, and I'm sure he's... Yeah, it's everywhere. He's like, uh, what's his name from the Jets? Uh, Gase, in the press conference. Remember Adam Gase? He's got that look. But how would he describe the, the players? Broken? Broken. Do they not trust him already just because no he's reason a head coach? To. No reason yeah, to. Right. No reason Been to. Been here he, before looking in yeah. their eyes? Like, no. Oh, they're just, you're going to have to earn it, is what that is. You're going to yeah. have to earn it. it. There's no doubt. And really, honestly, and Briley, I agree, it's it's very rare that you would see this kind of uh, resurgence to this degree this quickly. But but remember, Mike does have the distinct advantage, and he's taken advantage of it, uh, that he lives in the portal era. But this would not have been possible pre-portal. The vast majority of the excellence you see on Saturdays on the field for Florida State are the byproduct of a transfer. I think that's, in a way, you couldn't have planned it. Pretty fair, though. Because he wasn't able to establish high school relationships for two years, essentially two cycles. Correct. And with how good of a recruiter he is and how uniform everybody is from different parts of the country, be it high school coaches or players, about how affable Mike is and how he will challenge you and he's got his own unique pitch and his own style. Could you imagine where we would have been recruiting class-wise if he had a fair chance in the class of 21 and the class of 22? 
where he could have gone down to high schools and forged these relationships. So in a way, the portal balances out what he was unable to do because now, in retrospect, he would have been a badass from the word go. You give him the new car smell of a new program? Correct. You would have gotten... We would have made waves, man, immediately in the recruiting world. Probably. Probably. He doesn't have connections the way that some of the coaches uh, have had upon entering a new program within the state. Um, but, yeah, probably. I, Mike is... Mike is a fun guy to be around if you're a player. If you're a football player, he loves football players. He loves the guys that are – he was a football player. He loves to put in the work. He loves to talk about the work. He likes to talk about service. He likes to talk about commitment to each other and a way you go about the process on a daily basis. These are things a lot of coaches do, but he's young enough that you get that energy because he's also the first guy there. He's working out at 4 o'clock in the morning, getting ready for practice and all those things. So when you see that, now you've got this guy where it's palpable, right? And – and he, and he shows a love and appreciation for it. The only reason I know that is, again, I was very fortunate. He invited me, along with other people, into his home before that spring game where I watched the team gather, and I watched his speech to the team. And I listened to what he said after dinner and what they did while they were swimming in the pool and having a good time at his house, at his house, man. That's pretty cool, right? And the passion with which he spoke and the way they responded when he talked to them. It's a little bit different than when you see him on the dais. This was a connection. This wasn't I'm trying to win the room over and say the right thing. This was a I'm connected. We're working hard together. We're out there every day together. Even more so than a post-game breakdown because that he's speaking to two people well, at the same time. Well, he knows time. it's being filmed and he knows, yeah, yes. He's speaking yeah. to recruits Correct. He, and, and boosters, yeah. but he's also speaking to the players. So I'm sure, yeah, it was probably different than even that. Yeah. So it was it was it was very genuine. It was touching, and a lot of the players responded uh, to that, and 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 literally engulfed him and gave him a hug. It was cool to watch, and I remember saying at that time, Andy Staples was in town, and I said to him, "Man, that's different. That's awesome." And he agreed. He nodded his head. He goes, "Oh, this could be cool. This could be cool." But, you know, we were just kind of talking about what this might mean. They were still a ways away, and but when you see that connection, when you get a guy that players want to play for, that not just that they fear, but they want to play for, there's a difference. And I think also if they buy into whatever the pitch may be, if they believe that that is real, that that is what he honestly believes, it's a lot different than a mantra. It's a lot different than just a, you know kind of a cool catchphrase. This is a thing. This is how you live. This is how you build together. And that's happened. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV.